Oh, diggity damn, you're locked into Global Start on Netflix, the global brands. I want to give a shout out to everyone out there in Qatar and Ghana and Democratic Republic of the Congo for checking out this show the past week. You guys make this show a possibility and a reality. This is a show we get into the archives of Netflix original movies and television shows to figure out what's cool and what's not. Little voice here, but of course, I'm not alone. I'm being joined by the man that met the legend. In fact, he is so in tune the culture of board games because he knows story. Give it up for E.C. Bond. How's it going, sir? Uh, going very good, Flobo. Thanks for having me. <laughs> man, you know what? We're hanging out. We're just buddies on a Wednesday night. Talking about yeah. movies. Talking about oh, Netflix. Yeah. You know? I'm digging it. <laughs> so I got to ask you, man. Are, are you like the, uh, the the mobile viewer? Are you the big screen? How do you take in oh, your Netflix? That, yeah, that's a great question. Honestly, I used to be back in the day used to be more into audiovisual and have the big screen tv and the yeah. sound system but lately you know it's fine i'll watch it on my my little cell phone i'll watch it on a larger tablet i'll yeah. watch it on tv but it's usually in the background you know i'm doing other stuff i'm just kind of listening to movies now oh rarely yeah I, yeah yeah like rarely am i sitting down and actually watching the show it's kind of like in in the office, wherever your office will be, right? Kind of yeah, like, uh, yeah. It's just like I like having the convenience of it there, and I'll usually watch a movie or a TV show several times because I miss things by not paying attention to it. I don't have the patience, but speaking about having the patience, this is Don't Look Up uh, from Adam McKay, which uh, frequently known by his by his former collaborator, Will Ferrell. They had broken up. This is kind of one of the first movies without him. Uh, here is a review split. IMDb gives a 7.4. A Rotten Tomatoes has a 56% certified rotten score. But this one has been on the minds of everyone in the United States. Some are saying it's the next second coming of idiocracy. Some are saying it is idiotic. AC Bond, top of the newspaper by fold. Thoughts about the movie? Don't look up. Not what you're expecting. Mm -hmm. uh, that's probably not going to sell any newspapers. But <laughs> Adam McKay makes great movies. I'm a fan of his. I'm a fan of Big Short. I'm a big fan of Vice. Uh, and those were actual historical events that occurred. And he was kind of doing a satire about them, mm -hmm. uh, but treated it with a lot of seriousness and respect. This was a fictional event that was told satirically, and it was kind of hard to follow at times because you're like, "Is this supposed to be a joke?" Like, <laughs> right, right. We, yeah. Are, should I laugh at this, or I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, but if I had to say what this movie summing up in one phrase, ah, oh, God. It's funny. It's you're supposed to laugh. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, for sure. Don't take it seriously. It's you're supposed to laugh. But uh, yeah, I, I I liked it. I did like it, but I didn't like it the first time I saw it, and I can see why it's 56 on Rotten Tomatoes, because it's a little heavy-handed with the kind of the left political view. It's a little heavy-handed in the anti-Trump view, and yeah, I hate Trump just like every other Los Angelino, but. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like it it was just a little like too much. Just a little too much of that pepper. You know what I mean? Mm. Just we'll we'll get into it. I actually disagree of it being totally left-leaning, but I still didn't like the movie particularly well. But the reason why I wanted to ask you this next question is about how did you come across the film? Because I had no idea it wasn't on my radar at all. But you're like, yo, Flobito, we gotta be on the show together and we're gonna review this movie. So how'd you come across it? Because I just after saying yes to doing this episode, I saw Jonah Hill on a random episode of, of tonight show who had no idea it was on the docket well you just said it right there jonah hill leonardo dicaprio jennifer lawrence meryl streep 
Yeah. Um, Timothy Chalamet, which I'm probably not saying that right. Uh, there's so many. Even Chris Evans, I think, makes a little cameo in this. Look at yeah. Gomez is in this. Like the cast <laughs> yeah. just keeps going on. They have so many. Oh, Kate Blanchett, uh, uh, Tyler Perry. Uh, I mean, yeah, like a stellar cast. That's what caught my eye when I first saw that it's going to be Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence in a movie. Sign me up, I'm in. Okay, so here's so this is giant what Comet Meteor, uh, uh, Comet. Space Rock, Comet towards... ski. So should we should should I do a synopsis of the movie? Why why not, brother? I don't like think it's it, spoiling or... anything. I don't. No, it's it's understood that you should probably watch. Okay, it first, so it's understood. Then it's understood. Yeah. So the movie starts out very. It, the movie starts out. The plot of the movie is that Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio are astronomers, and Jennifer Lawrence is a PhD student. She discovers a comet. Uh, mm-hmm. She calls in her professor, who's Leonardo DiCaprio, and they measure the orbit of the comet. And it turns out it's going to strike Earth. You find this out in the first 10 minutes of the film. Yeah. What happens next is that they go to various government agencies, end up in the White House. And in the White House is Donald Trump. In this movie, it's Meryl <laughs> Streep. Meryl Streep is not Donald Trump. Okay. And, oh, yes. And she President would be offended for me to connect it to. <laughs> but clearly, that's who they were talking about. I disagree. I disagree. I okay. disagree. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. We'll get into that later. Okay. The whole big political right. thing about it, but 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 the, we mentioned the the, the cast the the cat that's all star, mm-hmm. but maybe there is some backlash and flack that the cast was miscast. Someone says, as someone who was as distraught as Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence, that even though they were kind of like a cool way to see them, they weren't necessarily the best ones for that role. Thoughts about that? True, true. No, that's absolutely true. Like they gave uh, they gave amazing performances, mm-hmm. um, and. I can kind of, I kind of want to say that this is one of those movies where those two actors were like, "Yeah, we'll do it. We just kind of want to have fun with it, right?" Mm. Could those roles have gone to other actors and you know maybe that aren't as well known uh, and done a great job? Yeah, I can think of. Um, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I won't. I wasn't thinking of their names, but yeah, there are a couple different less known actors that could have mm-hmm. done this role uh, mm-hmm. a little bit. I would love to see Kamal Nanjiani uh, do this. Oh, okay. I think he would have been really good in that when you think about it, because they're they do kind of have either either role of Jennifer Lawrence's or Leonardo DiCaprio's role, just because there's this kind of like, wait, you want us to do what with what? You know, the kind of that right. that type of humor where it's like you want us to put out a fire by throwing grenades at it, like just that yeah. kind of yeah, <laughs> you know, like outlandish, like what you're thinking is dumb. <laughs> um, I can think of that's one actor I can see playing this role, but on the other side, I mean, you get Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence in your movie. That's like ordering a steak from a restaurant the way you want it, and oh, yeah. you get mashed potatoes inside like you didn't know you weren't expecting. Like you know what I mean? Like it, it's the best meal you could possibly have as though two on screen. How do you eat your steak? I'm curious. I eat it raw. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, maybe I like it raw. <laughs> <laughs> that took a left turn. Uh, <laughs> no, I like it. I, yeah, I like it a little bloody. Yeah. Right, like, medium, medium rare? Like, well done? Uh, like, rare, medium, medium rare. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I like the fact that it's warm. It doesn't have to be like like cooked as long as it's not a, a pink, cool center. The cool center freaks yeah. me out. <laughs> yeah. I like a, a yeah. deep, dark red center, but. Yeah. yeah, I've never really been to a steakhouse where they'll, you know, basically just fry it up, except for Benny Hanna's. Benny Hanna's is the one place I've gone to where they literally just take the piece of meat, 
lay it on the grill, chop it up, and then just hand you little bits of it. And I can't go there. Spicy. I can't because I'm allergic to selfish, and then they put it all over the grill. So I, I can't even. I see from I outside like. Huh, huh. Uh, just you can't what, touch what? the door handle at Benihana. No, I can't. I mean, if someone, if, if I'm with someone on a date and and she has shrimp, then it's a wrap. I can't even. I can't even know that. I know. Uh, yeah. What was me? Uh, what worked for you in this film? Uh, top to bottom, things you really loved about it. Things you would recommend to a friend. The cast is great. Um, the script is. I mean, it's very well written for what they're for what they're doing. It's hard to. It's really hard to to say that this is a really well written script just because. I think the performance was so well done. They kind of covered up a little bit of the, you know, not the jokes, I want to say, but yeah. the situation. Like, it's 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 situational, you know, but it's very heavy-handed. Like, you're watching this and, yes. you're, and you're seeing everything from the media to the politicians just acting like buffoons. And it's like, all right, it's not that bad. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, like... It's not, it's, it's so, uh, it's so outlandishly, like, there's no way this would actually occur in my mind that I yeah. was just kind of like taken back, like, okay, it's a satire. I'll let you take me on this journey, but I really don't believe that Americans would sit back and hear comments coming and one right. group is going to be like, just look up. The other group is going to be like, don't look up. Right. I don't think that would actually happen, but that's not really the point of the film. So even though it wasn't my favorite movie, um, and, I, and I think it is heavy-handed to the point where I was telling us to a friend today that it's going to be a student film film. Basically, someone's going to be at a party and be like, yeah, man, have you seen Don't Look Up? It's such a satirical piece, microcosm yeah. of our world. Um, yeah. But I do think there's a bit more nuance in the satire than we saw. It's very easy, in my opinion, that it was, oh, Orleans Trump, duh, but... I will say, even though she is braggadocious and she has this whole thing, she's very dry by, by a pragmatic reason. She only acts because of her ratings. She acts because of what people are telling her. That's what he's saying. I don't, what's cool about the conservative portrayal we see in the media it tends to be more of like a idealistic. America used to be great. Let's go back to this. Not like right. we'll do something because we got these, <laughs> we have these uh, data points saying we should. So to me, I thought right. it wasn't just whole on Trump person. I hear that. No, that, that's a, that's a solid point, and I think a lot of that goes to Meryl Streep's performance because she was connecting with this idea that this is a very selfish, narcissistic person who's mm -hmm. only doing this for their own benefit, mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of where it was like, okay, well, you're it's it's a little bit of commentary on the former president, and I'm fine with it, but <laughs> but yeah. at the same but at the same time, yeah, it I mean. It, it, it wasn't like this nationalistic rah, 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 go America kind of thing. It was almost like those parts of the film, those parts of it that were, you know, we're American, we're Americans. And that was Ron Perlman's character, which is kind of yeah. like, you know, he was kind of connecting to those, you know, those old school, I'm American kind of guy. Yeah, uh, even, Colonel Drask, by the way. Yeah, Colonel Drask. Yeah, e even that uh, portrayal, um, it wasn't, yeah, it, it, it connected, right? It was like, oh, okay, I get it. I get it. That's not too bad. It's this it wasn't that heavy handed with that. It was just kind of like, okay, you're making a joke. Clearly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. And, then, and this yeah. one takes a lot of inspiration from other films, right? Idiocracy is one we mentioned, Network. And one of your favorite movies was another movie I can't stand, Cabin in the Woods, with that ending. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll I, end I, this. Where's yeah, the movie that turns this I, off? Hey, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if it has a very Cabin in the Woods type ending of, of the whole, we're, we're leaving for space and what? What'd I say? 
you said that Cabin in the Woods is not a good movie, and I'm still oh, in shock. I, yeah, oh, it's it's terrible. <laughs> it's, all... it's one of the best horror movies ever made. You are wrong, sir. You I are can't wrong. believe and I'm not a Josh Whedon. So wrong. <laughs> I'm not a Josh Whedon fanatic. Like Firefly is one of the dumbest shows I've ever seen. It's Cowboys in Space. Yeehaw! But and now I'm gonna get we're gonna, this. It's get hot. He just got canceled. He just got canceled. Right <laughs> I got canceled. <laughs> I got canceled. You defend Josh Whedon. I got canceled. Why are you kidding? See, I live on the East Coast, so I can say stuff like that because no one's ever going to find me on the East Coast. You live in Pasadena. <laughs> Thanks, Over there next to Altadena, really right by Glendale, no, <laughs> around no, the no, corner from Burbank. That's the address, too, because there are crazy people on the internet. Oh, Everyone whatever, there is dude. sane and logical. Yeah. Well, you know, everyone knows I'm the king of Culver City. Uh, so, <laughs> so we're going to this out. <laughs> <laughs> We're broadcasting live. It's over. Um, come on down to one, two, three, Fake Street. That's where my lives. Uh, I like so, that Fake Street. <laughs> so uh, another thing I, I did like, though, uh, I guess seeing Jonah Hill. Right here's somebody I know yeah. for for years has been outside of Hollywood system. I know he had a lot of mental health issues. The fact he was on um, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. His interview talking about talking to therapy and being. But I think he's in top form here. He, I didn't realize this. He's like covered in tattoos, but you can't even tell here playing the lackey of President Orlean. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there any other performances individually besides Jennifer Lawrence or or Leonardo DiCaprio stuck out for you? Well, I like that you mentioned Jonah Hill because he was comedy. Like just like I every time I see Jonah Hill in the movie, he's going for it, mm-hmm. you know, and is it's a pleasure to watch. Always entertaining. I've never had a problem with Jonah Hill's performances in anything. Uh, in this movie, he really does nail like some one liners that are just like, huh, it's so funny. <laughs> you know, things like that. Um, and let me I think Kate Blanche's performance was really good. Oh yeah. oh yeah yeah i really liked what she was doing with with that role and that character and and it was just like oh yeah i'm you know and then at the end gets to be kind of like are you still here she's like no he just walks yeah. away yeah yeah i thought that, i thought she was really cool jack and brie fan not a fan did it hit you jack and brie the tyler perry uh the, the show the, the the talk show oh yeah that i mean whatever it was a talk show i don't know yeah, it, yeah right like i mean it was it was there for a reason. It was there to kind of say, oh, this is the, you know, the view or this is the the hot. I don't even watch daytime TV, so I have no idea. But it's, Missing you know. Out, man. Yeah, maybe. Maybe not. But it's. <laughs> I have a job. <laughs> I mean, well, this is that. Well, honestly, you know, I used to be a fan of radio morning shows. And they would okay. always talk about celebrity gossip and celebrity news. And it would annoy me to no end to hear this stuff. Yeah. And at one point, I realized that I'm only hearing it on these talk shows okay. so i just don't listen to the talk shows i don't get all that celebrity nonsense you know and i, I like just stopped listening to them yes yeah, so that's why i did but yeah those two tyler perry and kate blanchett jack and brie um, uh-huh. i mean it was a vehicle to kind of further the plot like it was they, they that's what they were doing they were just two, those two characters mm-hmm. um and i just kind of like how kate you know i like leo and kate's interaction uh what was that you know what i yeah i didn't really didn't really stand out i liked selena gomez's performance a little bit more than that okay i thought that was interesting what she was doing i don't think she did a very good job of it but i liked what she was doing you know did you have a favorite scene oh wow a favorite scene from that movie oh yeah (laughs) when uh timothy chalamet and jennifer lawrence um are on the roof and 
he's like, she's like, he's like, do you want to make out? She's like, whatever. Or she says, sure. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. I hate it when you say it like that. It makes you feel like you don't really want to. That was so <laughs> poignant for like a teenage. Like, <laughs> I've been that guy where I was like, oh, you, yeah, really, yeah. you don't really want to make out with me. You're and like, just those emotions were there. And he's just there, stone faced, just like ready to cry. And then it's yeah. like, sure, whatever. And he's like, I'm fine. I'm you sensitive yeah. son of a gun. You sensitive dude. That, yeah. Well, I was going to say it was the for me it was the climax, right? Having the the warring. On one hand, you had the rally, the don't look up crowd, and everyone's like, whatever you do, you you sheep don't look up. Yeah. And it's very easy to see where that's drawn from. But on the concert, I love the fact that there's something that this concert cannot solve, <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, we're helping out people by singing about it. And I was like. Yeah. To yeah. me, I, I get that. I get yeah. that part of that tire. I'm not sure if it's along political lines. I don't think it's as clever as everyone says it is. But to me, I kind of understood the whole point. Of the That's that a fair comparison. Those two scenes, it's basically like, yeah, one one side was doing rallies, the other side's doing concerts, but neither one of them are actually going to get anything done. Maybe right. That was the commentary of it. Yeah. I, I liked it. It, it, yeah. it was like, it was warm my heart. Very, very film school. Uh, a lot of films I've said before that will pull from this that people compare it to uh, Network, uh, Isaac Cabin in the Woods, um, Idiocracy, some little bit. Idiocracy is a good comparison. Yeah, it's really good. Comparison. Oh, that Mountain Dew, man. It's great. Yeah. Uh, it's what plants uh, crave. <laughs> Was there anything that didn't work for you in this one? Did I mean. Uh, the ending with, with them at the family dinner table, eating the, the pie and, you know, just basically waiting for the house to explode. Yeah. Um, I, that didn't really do it for me. Uh, I understood. What would you I do? Was... <laughs> I'm just, you know, I would do other things. <laughs> Go on. Only oh, edits that too. I don't know. Yeah, no, you're in the public side where I live. So I don't I didn't give it straight, anymore. bro. <laughs> <laughs> give you any warm. It's fine. You actually live in Redondo Beach. All right, come on. Yeah, they're gonna believe that now. <laughs> no, you broke my trust. You broke. My uh, trust. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I would do if the world was ending, I knew a huge actuary is coming. Would be uh, vulgar and violent. Okay. Um, yeah, it would be it. It would be epic and glorious and sad and terrifying at the same time. So you wouldn't have pie. You wouldn't be with people you love. You would wouldn't not have, have pie. I'm not an astronomer. I don't you know what I mean. You wouldn't I have know, a, wouldn't a final dinner. Pie. You wouldn't watch. What would you do then? If, the, if you knew that you had an hour to live and nothing you could do to avoid it. And it's not by like illness. You can't be around people you love in that way. But you could have a meal with them. Would you do that? Well, yeah. Sure. You're making me feel bad. Now you're making I'm, me I'm, feel bad. Because you're basically saying, like, wouldn't you want to be with your family when the world ends? I'm all that's not what I'm saying. Because you could be with the family hang gliding, you could be with your family rock climbing, you could be with them in an orgy. Let me know what you want to do. Like, what would you do? Not let your family together. I mean, your family can have your own. You know what said. I'm saying, dang it. I'm saying yeah. if, if that scene didn't work for you, what scene would you have instead? I get what you're saying. That scene works for the film. That scene right. makes sense for me in with the film. Right. Um it was heartfelt. It was, it was, you know what? We did our best. And I think that was what they kept saying was like, we did our best, you know, and yet the world's still gonna be destroyed. Right. Um, so that was heartfelt. That was touching. I couldn't think of another way that they could have done that. Yeah. I, that, I'm not, I was saying for me personally, like a hypothetical yeah. questions, yeah, what would you do with a million dollars? What would you do with the world was ending? I would have fun with the answer. But what would I actually do? I'd probably cry. I don't know. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's a reason why we make these movies. To it's cathartic. We kind of like, oh, what would you really do? And right. Adam McKay actually does a lot of that. Like he does this in all his other films, where he shows you little clips, a lot of symbolism, right? It's almost like a music video where he just kind of shows you little clips of different things to communicate something bigger, and everyone kind of gets connected with just those images. And I really like that. Um, I also don't like it at the same time because I feel like it's lazy screenwriting. You know what okay. I mean? It's it's yeah. a montage, right? Oh, it's absolutely lazy. Uh. Yeah, yeah. So, uh. but it's. You know, it's his style, and when you watch it, it communicates what he's trying to communicate. Um, it's touching, it's heartwarming, and at the same time, it's like, oh wow, like we're all kind of the same, you know. And, and, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah so I, I'm with you. I mean, when I guess even before that, when you're you're actually seeing the rock in the sky coming towards you, it's like, oh, what? Because I know people say, oh, if I knew the world was ending, I would I would have the purge, basically. Um, not quite the same when you can look outside and see your actual doom coming at you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, mean, I get you. Uh, for me, personally, my thing that didn't work for me list, I have uh, pace was slower than I thought it would be. I kind of thought we got, we got it 45 minutes in. That's an all-star cast, but I thought it was a bit too much. And the free snacks joke was overdone. That was the, the, yeah. the main. That was like, I, I, there's no payoff to that. I didn't know what the yeah. whole point is. I don't of, know of The guy why. from CSI trying to hoard snacks. I don't understand. And it was all Jennifer Lawrence, like just kind of bringing it back. And she she sold it every single time, but it was just kind of like, okay, all right, like we get it. You know, like we get it. You yeah. Know? But I kind of also felt like that could have been something of a um like uh, a traumatic experience and you kind of like relive a moment kind of thing. And maybe that's mm -hmm. what it was because I could see that she's like, he charged us for free snacks, and she just couldn't let it go. Because at that time, at that moment, it was so traumatic for her. And that was just something she couldn't let go. Um, yeah. I did want to, you might have this on your list, but are you going to bring up Bash and the whole Elon Musk slash Silicon Valley character? So one of the things I thought was pretty interesting was the idea of this like buy your way in, right? Trying to figure out what, what you got experts, you have people that thought, and there's one who just showed up and was like, hey man, I'm an investor, <laughs> which is the most American thing I've ever seen. So let's talk about it. Bass is a eccentric individual. I didn't quite make the Elon Musk comparison, but duh, he kind of is. Uh, talk mean, about him. It's not a fair, it's not a fair comparison to Elon Musk. I think yeah, it, it's a Steve Jobs uh, a Bill Gates esque mm -hmm. character, but extreme, like you know, satire with the I can't make eye contact. You know, he he's very monotone and he just kind of talks, but he's incredibly smart. You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. you know, it was very heavy handed with that, but it was clear that you're you're kind of talking about, you know, the technology corporations, um, and you know that come out of Silicon Valley. They're like, wait a minute, you know what? We can mine this comet. Yeah, we could totally do it. We've never done it before, but I bet yeah. you we can get it done. However, there I did read an article a while ago that Japanese astronomers or you know their Japanese space program was trying to mine a comet. The comet wasn't heading towards Earth. But, <laughs> Surprise! Yeah. You know, it wasn't like they were trying to, you know, but they there was some talk a while ago about trying to mine comets as they're moving through the solar system. I don't know how far they got. It was basically a Google headline I saw. Right. Um, so you kept scrolling. Like, oh, yeah. wow. Oh, oh whatever. Right <laughs> <laughs> I okay. guess I see cowboy hats, right? I just see guys in cowboy hats riding up next to the comment. And you're like, woohoo, give me your. <laughs> you know, it's. <laughs> Firefly. I see Firefly oh. swooping down into the comment, and they get a show. season two. 
in the bottom that of that comment is season two. It's no, a great no, show. No, 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 it's not. It's overdone. It's uh, it's Cowboy in Space. Uh, so to me, oh. we talk about the whole satire thing, and and we can talk about that in more in depth. Just a little bit more because I know everyone's there's a lot of things ink spilled either way, whether that's a good movie or a bad movie. I'll yeah. ask you that in a second. But one of the things I thought was the sharpest, most poignant thing was unfortunately uh the past five to ten years we have a people have shifted our heroes into strictly entrepreneurial worship everyone here wants to be on a grind everyone wants to start their own business and now people are heroes are like elon i was a calvin air guy when i was a kid whether mm. it was steve jobs so it was kind of cool this guy got a seat at the table because he had money essentially and was like i have an idea it's kind of half baked but i got money like, oh, okay let's trust them and when things started to fail i was like well there you go there you go. Well, I think it, it, I think it was more that he just had money because um, I think he was an engineer or he was, you know, he wasn't just a CEO who made good decisions. Like he actually did invent some things. Um, you know what I mean? Like that, that's kind yeah. of the impression I got. That's the impression I got uh, anyways. Um, mm-hmm. But clearly like the idea that, you know, if the government is dealing with something and it's you know threatening the globe right they don't just go to one elon musk character and say hey what do you think we should do they go to several you know what i mean um and just the idea that this guy would swoop in and say hey wait we shouldn't blow up this asteroid we should mine it for gold that is the hero worship of entrepreneurs like hey you know what this guy is you know he's really smart and he and he owns a company and his company is very valuable so clearly he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's talking about, yeah. right? And you even hear at one point, um, Jack and Bree on their show, Tyler Perry goes, well, if Bash stock is any indication, they're going to succeed because the stock's going through the roof. And right. you hear that and you're thinking, people know that's a joke, right? Like just because right. the stock is doing well doesn't mean it's a good company. Right? <laughs> doesn't mean it's a, doing a good thing. The stock market doesn't work that way. You know, you have, it's all pure financial interest. If they think this company's going to make money, they're going to put money into it. Yeah, yeah. They don't really care, you know, too much how it makes the money most yeah. of the time. You know, it's they're not, they're not, you know, altruists out there to save the world. They're there to make money. <laughs> right. You know? So, yeah. So overall, uh, watching this film back to back, were you a fan of it? Were you not a fan? Were you in the middle? Were you kind of like, ah, is that my thing? Or, oh, this is dope? What was Easy Bond feeling after this one? I probably won't watch this movie again. If I do, it would be just to watch Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, I'm just fans. Of, I'm just fans of their performance, and I'm just fans mm-hmm. of the cast. You know, I'm fans of what they performance, and I, I and I liked what they did. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't recommend this movie to anyone. Uh, it's wow. not I would say, hey, you should check this movie out. You might like it. I can't really say that. If you like the people in it and you like Adam McKay, you'll like this movie. You know, if you liked Vice, if you liked Big Short, you'll like this movie. It's it's right in that in that in you know in that path or in that what's the word I'm thinking of in that space, mm-hmm. right? It's vein that kind drama. Of, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right in that vein of Adam McKay's kind of filmmaking, right? Which is good. It's it's good. It's it's a good movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now speaking to other people about it. They were actually pleasantly surprised. I think it's because I kind of they would ask me like, "What did you think?" And I'm like, "Yeah, lower expectations." You know, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't get them. We think you're going to be blown away. Just lower I'm expectations. Shocked. I'm shocked. Yeah, yeah. It, you're gonna. It's it's a comedy. Like right. it's a comedy, and and that I think is really what's going to be its detriment, is that people might go into this movie expecting one thing, and then get the other. You have to go into this. I I think the best way to experience this movie, 
is mm-hmm. to come at it knowing that you are watching a comedy. You're watching a satire. Right. Um, for me, I, I really, I'm surprised what you're saying because I thought you'd been all about it. Um, I, I'm in the same boat as you are. I understand the idea of that we're so divided that it's a, if something were to come from Earth, we would have two different camps. Um, one of the things that, that I think cuts through that is when you have a tragedy, we all band together to blame other people. So I would have loved to see, I guess, if I had a sequel or a reboot or whatever, I would love to see the United States come together to like blame a random country that had nothing to do with it. That's something we yeah. would do. That would be hilarious, I like that, actually. I think that, yeah. Yeah, but what, for what I got, I think it was pretty fine. It's a little long, in my opinion. Yeah. It's funny because when you make the, the comparisons to idiocracy, that's what it was missing in idiocracy is that no one ever blamed, you know, people except for like smart people were just dumb and we didn't need them anymore. But it wasn't like they're the reason the world was screwed up. In idiocracy, they didn't know the world was screwed up. They figured that was just the world and everyone mm-hmm. else was crazy. And that's kind of what this movie is, too. It's like you just see the world through um jennifer lawrence and leonardo dicaprio and they're the ones looking around saying wait a minute there's a problem and everyone else is like no no everything's fine you know even even when they're protesting on either side i think you still get that feeling of no one here is really trying to deal with the problem they're just joining a side yeah right and i think that was kind of the underlining theme of that movie like something so ridiculous as hey, a comet's coming, we're all going to die. For some reason in our culture today, people would choose sides. And that's important. When in reality, it isn't. You know, if there's something like this that's actually occurring, COVID's a great, you know, we had to go there. Because I think think we, to say to not mention COVID uh, in comparison to this film, it, you know, would be doing it an injustice because mm-hmm. the comment is COVID. That's what the movie, I think it's a big part of what this movie is. Mm-hmm. You know, we couldn't all rally behind each other or we couldn't really rally behind this idea of like, hey, we got to keep each other safe. No, we split into two camps. And one camp was like, you guys are wrong. And one camp was like, you guys are crazy. You know, and we couldn't really meet in the side. Yeah. Given a long enough timeline though, I think we're all going to experience the same outcome <laughs> in reality. Um, and much like the comet hitting the earth at the end of the movie, COVID is here and not going away. <laughs> Absolutely depressing. Uh, to reiterate, IMDb 7.4, Rotten Tomatoes 56%. If you were to give a rating, a review to Don't Look Up Bond, what would you say? Oh, I'd give it a, uh, I'd give it a C plus. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different rating. <laughs> Decimals, no. percentage, not Sorry. letters. Well, I heard, I heard 7.2, I heard 3%, so, so I went, well, I'll go letters. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> All right. Nothing wrong with that, brother. Um, you know, three and a half stars. Three and a half stars. Uh, yeah, you're just making stuff up. Stars, shapes, moons, <laughs> lucky charms. Uh, no, that's a pretty solid rating. So so you won't recommend it, but it's, it's better than average. It's better than average. It's mm-hmm. better than average. But yeah, I mean, compared to, the other, in, compared to the other movies I've seen on Netflix, mm-hmm. this was one of the good ones. Yeah, there's just certain, I feel like there's certain kind of movies that way where you, you enjoy it, but you wouldn't recommend seeing it again. And for me, it was American History X. I watched it once and I was like, I'm okay. I don't got to see it. I got to recommend it. I'm good. And that's the good thing about Netflix and their movies. They're, they're kind of like those old school movies from the 80s and 90s where not everyone liked them. They weren't meant for everyone. You know, they were meant for a particular audience. They were meant to tell a certain story. And that is that, that's what this movie is. You know, mm-hmm. so it's not meant for everyone to like it. That the seven point three rating, the five fifty three percent, 
that's accurate, in my opinion. Absolutely. Well, damn. I live long enough to see the Wolf of Wall Street have a dad bod. Uh, my man, E.C. Bond, thanks so much for being on the episode of Philip Star Netflix. Now, anything you want to do before we get out of here? You got to wrap up the year. Thoughts about the film and where people can find you online, engage with you, see your miniatures and more. Ah, uh, thank you. Yes, uh, you can find me EC Bond on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. The TikTok though I have is a little raunchy; it's not for everyone. Um, and I do paint miniatures. I do play board games. Uh, you can check it out on that. Flobo, it is an absolute pleasure to chat with you always, and thank you for having me on the show. What is on your TikTok? That's so raunchy. You will have to check out the TikTok and find out, but uh, it's not I something I don't send it to my parents. I'll tell you I that. see. I see. My parents. Are, okay. All right. <laughs> I don't have to open TikTok, but that's all right. Uh, we'll start on Netflix where we talk about Netflix originals. If there's something that you want to see us review, let us know in the comments below or if you're listening on the audio version. Again, thank you so much. You can hit me up on that Twitter at Boys. Woo. Wow, we made we it, it, baby. We don't, did it. Are you, are, are you looking up or, or do, don't look up or do look up? What, what side do you look up? Don't, you're not looking up. I'm looking up. You're don't not look up. up. No, don't look don't up. Look. No. I mean, we live in Los Angeles. We couldn't see shit anyways. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, man. We're, we're out. <laughs>